welcome you today to Women of Substance, our podcast to, to inspire and help women and encourage women to fulfill their destiny. And today we have a very, very special guest, uh, Reverend Barbara Williams, and she pastors three churches, senior pastor of three <laughs> churches, and uh, just has served the Lord with such um, boldness and uh just inspiration. Uh, we have had conversations on the phone where she's ministered to David and I, yes. prophesied to us and, and, oh, just such an encouragement, right? Yeah. Oh, that's always, always a word in season. Yeah. It's, uh, I would say it's unbelievable, but we're faith people. We don't use that <laughs> word. <laughs> and we do walk by faith and not by sight. We do. <laughs> we may welcome Dr. Barb yes. to our program. This is Scarlett's program, but she asked me to sit in today, uh, just to, um, just to be a part. So I'm excited to be here. I get invited to do something. <laughs> women's <laughs> women's <laughs> minute. I'm at the women's conference. Oh my goodness. Anything can happen there. Uh, God yeah. loves women. <laughs> he does. God loves women. Um, anyway, um, I know I want to just do a, a little bit of introduction here. I, uh, 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 sister Barb, pastor Barb and I, we've been friends for, my goodness, what, 15 years going on 20, I think maybe a long yeah, time. At least. And, uh, you invited me up many years ago to, to speak at some of your events and conferences. And we had always a great time in the Lord and wonderful, uh, uh flow of the spirit and, and just, uh, um, uh, a real friendship that developed. And, uh, you were with us on uh, a, a few meetings back uh, in California and then and down in the Caribbean and and um, different places that we've been and just been really really uh, a great relationship and we we uh, honor your your work and your ministry and I've always esteemed you and you've always been a, a blessing uh, to to me and to my ministry and then Scarlett and I we've been friends <laughs> actually we've known each other for about 40 years mm-hmm. uh it's so funny because we we had a a little background here for you we had a, a date uh before we we met our uh what would be our uh, become our spouses and our mates we had a date before all that in 1980 <laughs> in wow. Tulsa, the Holy City. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, so we, um, we went on that one date and, uh, everybody got busy with life as it, as it happens. And, and, uh, almost 40 years later, we found, uh, both, both of us were, uh, available <laughs> and uh, alone and single. And we said, Hey, let's pick up where we left off a little bit. Maybe see what, yeah. what happened. Uh, we didn't want to rush into things. So six weeks later, we were married. <laughs> <laughs> you prayed about it. I think we'd been praying and that was the answer to the prayer. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. (laughs) So anyway, uh, sister Barb in all this craziness, this time of the, the pandemic and political uh, craziness and upheaval, social and civil unrest. What's the Lord saying? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, as as best I can recollect, he did give us, um, uh, I guess you could say, a warning or 
admonition, instruction uh, at the beginning of 2020 because I kept, I always, uh, you know, seek the Lord and, but I do read what others are saying to see if there's a witness in my spirit, you know, if, if God has spoken to me, I'll, I'll look to verify it through another voice. But if I feel like it's, it's just God and I've got to release it and that's what I do. And I, I did feel that it was different from what we have been hearing from other yeah. voices, yeah. other prophets and uh, people were talking about 2020 being vision. But God gave me 20 plus 20 is 40. So when people are expecting visions and dreams and all kinds of wonderful things and and, uh, beam me up to the skies, I saw testing twice. And so it's it's happened. You know, I can say that um, people have been been tested to the max. Um, But he did say his instruction was us just to hold on to him. And, of course, that instruction never changes. It's always trust me, cling to me, don't separate from me. And the enemy's desire is always to separate us from God, isn't it? I mean, that's that was always his original plan. That's still his plan. Um his plan never changes just as God's plan never changes and God's will for us never changes. And so in, in um, understanding what to do, I just told people to hold on to God. Uh, adversity would come. This was before COVID. Uh, this was before we knew anything about a pandemic. Uh, this was before we knew anything about some of the consequences of the pandemic. Uh, but our instruction was to hold on to the Lord. And that's what we've endeavored to do. Uh, and and uh, there was another word he had given uh, me back in 2016 uh, to wait until the dust settled, uh, to decide and determine uh, what things meant in the realm of the spirit. So I really have not endeavored to find out anything else um, from the Lord. Many people are wondering uh, what's going to happen with the office of the president. And I just say, God's going to, God told us he would resolve it and it would be big and wait until the dust settled. So there's still dust and debris floating around. Uh, And I think if we're tempted to grab on to something that we can hold on to, we'll probably grab onto some debris and not grab onto the word of the Lord. Wow. Uh, because many of the prophets that we have seen, even on social media, are backtracking, uh, asking forgiveness, um, all of that. But uh, those who have heard from God have to understand that God will keep his word. If it's God, it will come to pass. Amen. Like we know from the scriptures. And so we're back to having to rely on the truth of God's written word. And God's spoken word and not the voices coming from the mouths of men. Uh, and I think this is going to sort out, separate out some people. Uh, we've been wondering, is this false? Is this true? We're going to find out in a little bit because the true is always left standing, isn't it? And uh, the true will stand and the false will fall. And, uh, you know, maybe some people will find their real true calling in God and not to assume an office that they're not qualified for a call to. 
So I think it's a great thing, you know, um, in many ways, spiritually speaking. Amen. Amen. Um, Sister Barb, um, Scarlett, when she um, felt impressed with the Lord to start this series on women of substance, uh, she wanted to interview, um, you know, women, uh, not just in ministry, but in business and in, uh, you know, uh, Christian women in business are doing great things. Um, tell us your story a little bit. Uh, how did you get called to ministry and into leadership? And wow, you've done great things. You've, you've mentored a whole generation of, of upcoming leaders and, uh, those already out there. And, um, how did, was this your dream? Is this something that just God gave what? What's the story? Uh, I guess you could call me in a way a Holy Ghost accident or something. Huh? <laughs> I am not a church girl. I was not raised in the church. I, um, uh, I although I had had some, uh, you know, churching early in my life as a child. There was a Baptist church down the street, and we would go. And my parents didn't go to church. Uh, we went to Catholic school for a while, so I have both of those backgrounds. Uh, but I just always lived a secular life. I was gonna go to college and be something and, um, yeah. interesting, but nothing I did was ever satisfactory. I just always had to go on to the next thing and the next thing. And, uh, people kind of looked at me like, well, what are you doing now? And are you gonna stick with it? And I was kind of like a, <laughs> a worldly disappointment, if you, <laughs> but uh I I got married at age 25. I was almost finished with school and um uh started to feel some dissatisfaction uh deep down and and I worked it out as something to do with career because that was all I thought about. And uh and one day my husband just said he wanted a divorce. We've been married 7 years wow. and um I was um oh, I was just a pretty young thing. At the time, I thought to myself, well, hit the road, Jack. And, but something stopped me. Um, and I just started to think to myself, I said, well, what is this all about? And, and, uh, I got severely depressed. Um, and I had to seek mental help because, and I had been a psychiatric nurse, you know, and here the, uh, the inmates have taken over the asylum. So yeah. <laughs> here I am playing both ends of the thing. And, uh, but through it all, I began to cry out to God because I had these severe panic attacks and thought I was dying. Mm-hmm. And I told the Lord, I said, I cried out to God and I said, God, if I am dying, uh, I want to go to heaven and I don't think I'm going. Yeah. And he led me through the word in the sinner's prayer. In fact, I had worked in a, I had decided I was going to be in the hair business and, and uh, was doing that. And there was a woman who had come into the beauty shop. The girl that did her hair um, would tell people, he said, she'd say, now, wait a minute, wait a minute. You got to listen to this. And this woman gave her testimony. And so the, the her hairdresser was so captivated, she just made everybody sit down and listen while this woman shared her testimony, how she got saved. And she was an alcoholic and she had trouble in her life. And God re- reminded me of her testimony. And he said, that's what you need. You need salvation. And he taught me to pray in the sinner's prayer. 
I could, I was not churched. I did not step foot in the church for five years. God taught me through the Bible. So when I went to church and ran into the religious crowd, they couldn't steal it from me. Yeah. Cause it was in there already. (laughs) You know, like Prango, it's in there. So I had the truth of God's word embedded in me and it was, it was in a vault and couldn't be stolen out by the religious people to put you in the works. (laughs) So you can't use your faith. Right. So that's really how it started. I got, I was discipled in Women's of Glow Ministry. And, uh, they would have people, they would, they would get all excited and they said, Oh, so and so's coming. You know, they operate in the gifts. <laughs> and that's, I mean, and that's how I received prophecy and got di- di- direction on what God had called me to do. Oh, and so it's been like, I always tell people, God can, can feed you with the ravens. Mm-hmm. And that was my upbringing in God. I was fed by ravens. God, Just whoever God. would bring me food. And I was so starved for food, I know the difference between the real and the false immediately. It just, really? just was, was in God just giving me discernment and a reliance on Him 100%. Right. And that's how I found my ministry. I'd read things in the Bible and I said, Oh God, I like that. Is that what it's, I think I'll do that. <laughs> and it was all in the Old Testament, it was all prophets and, and what they did. And that's how I knew it was called to ministry. And then the evidence, you know, of the, the gift, you know, of course, you know, you see that. And, um, I mean, it's just all from the word, you know, no dependence on man. I didn't have a, uh, you know, denomination that I was dying to get involved with. Everybody rejected me. You know, I tried to get involved with people, David, I really did. <laughs> they want me. It's, it's so, crap. Right. <laughs> Don't believe I mean, every every minister, you know, I'm like the um the uh death angel for your ministry. If you got a ministerial association and you want it to die, you need membership. Because <laughs> I've killed at least two of them, you know, that I know of. That, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm the I'm the black widow of <laughs> in more ways than one, I guess. <laughs> but uh that's pretty much it. And and I learned through prophecy, um through places where God led me. At one point I I was led to leave Women's Aglow and start the ministry of the watchman. Yeah. And God put it on my heart. He said, I want you to do this for me. Cause I was one of those women who was just in love with Jesus. Yeah. Uh, God mended our marriage, but at that point I thought, husband who? Depressed why? You know, I'm riding high in the Lord, you know, right. that kind of thing. And I just stay up there and I'm always riding high in the Lord, you know, Amen. after 30, 40 years. It's been 40 years now. 1980, I was saved. How many years is that? Is that 40? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, 40. But, uh, but it's been a wonderful, wonderful thing for me. And, and I come down sometime and see what's going on in the natural realm and I don't like it so much. So I just. <laughs> that always sounds great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he, he told me about the ministry, this ministry. Uh, he said, he said, I want you to teach and train watchmen. And so I had, of course, had to look that up in the Bible and found the scriptures and I landed on Habakkuk 2. And that's been the foundation of our ministry. He told me that he would give me the prayers to pray. And, uh, in about two weeks, I had our whole prayer manual 
done. It just came supernaturally um, by the Spirit of God. We've used it ever since. Uh, it's been reproduced. It's been translated in a couple different languages. And uh, we've sold tons of them, you know, different places. And people use them and get results. But he he said to me, he said, I want you to work in the heavenly realm and deal with spiritual forces exclusively. He said, and, and stay with it. He said, because I've given this ministry to others and they do it for a season because they don't like to study war. And those words stood out. He said, you must study war. He said, just yeah. like in the military, you have to study it in order to master it. And so I've done it, you know, and I've tried to be faithful and, and we still do it. We have two prayer watches a week. We've done it for over 30 years. And uh, God has kept with me uh, um, a group of very faithful people who know their calling. And uh, and also, I teach the believers ministry. So everybody in the ministry prays for the sick, lays hands on people, casts out devils, everything. And uh, and they're very confident in it. But we don't we don't act uh, spooky. We're not <laughs> people. We're normal people. So we we manage not to get over into the spooky realm of yeah. spiritual things where everybody's got a vision every other week, and you know. Right. Leave it outside. Don't bring it in here. We don't do that. You know, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Everything is word. You know, whatever the word says is, you know, we pray the word. We don't pray for people from people's personal revelation or anything like that because we don't need it. We've got the sure word of prophecy. Uh, And so um, I'm I'm thankful that God has kept us uh, the way he has. You know, we haven't stopped. We haven't been given over to. You know, so many prayer ministries come up, they go, they come, they go, they come, they go. Uh, or they hit a wall where they don't know how to tackle certain things because yeah. they don't study war. They they study the word, they're faithful with the word, but they don't study war and understand how, what is this God that's going on here? Why can't we get victory over this and and, and if, it's, if it's the now time, show me what to do so we can get rid of this. That's my job, to get rid of evil things that, that right. play like the work of the ministry and the, and the kingdom. You know, uh, how can we stand in advance as a kingdom if there's no watchman really? I mean, really watching, not, not saying they are, but really watching. You know, so right. we've endeavored to, to stay there, and, and we've had good success, I would say, uh, with what God's given us to do. Oh, oh. Um, David had told me when you uh, had gone with him and Cherie to the several of the meetings that you were uh, uh, praying before the meetings. You'd find a quiet place, or yeah, before, during, and after. <laughs> yeah. It was like man. <laughs> and yeah. he said that the spirit of God would speak to you about what you were up against. Yeah. That, I mean, what what would try to hinder or or maybe even who? But but yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that? I think that's so interesting to identify. Well, yeah, and and oftentimes I'll get called to go places where there is trouble. So you know, it's like you know, it's like I would I would before the meeting I'd be thinking, well, geez, do I even bother to put on a dress or? 
what do I wear? You know, because it felt like, oh, brother, this is going to be sweat. It's going to be more sweat. It was awkward anyway. And I'm thinking, oh, brother, here we go. But, you know, you'll start, I start to feel burdened for things that I knew needed to be dealt with. If you're going to have a decent meeting and you're not going to spend the whole time rebuking the devil in your preaching, you know, you want to preach to the souls of men and the hearts of men. And that's the way I feel. I just feel like if you can get that clearing in the realm of the spirit, then your work can be is spent more on what you envision your results are going to be. You know, understand. And so many times I'll pick up things. And that is not to say that your meeting, David, would not have been successful without oh, no. what I was able to do. But my thing is, I just don't like sharing space with the devil. You know, and I don't like him so close. And I think, wouldn't it be nice if we just had a nice Holy Ghost meet and we could all roll around in the anointing and and have fun. (laughs) And so that really was what it was. And, and, you know, of course, there's witchcraft uh, everywhere you go when when you have different spiritual forces there, you know, and they'll clash right in the middle of where you are. And I know that part of if I'm working with somebody, I hate to tell you this, David, but most of your trouble comes because I'm with you. I'm <laughs> <laughs> saying, you know, you brought the baggage this time. And, and so I have to fend it off just because, because they'll come and, and they'll attack somebody that they know carries specific things that will damage them. And, and that's really the, the, the thing of it. Is that they will, it's what, you know, Jesus wasn't looking for legion when he went over to Gadara. Legion came to him. Mm -hmm. And that's generally what happens to me. That devil will come to me and will start to manifest and, and, you know, challenge me that it's like (laughs) girls that arm wrestle, you know. See, you don't, you've never met any because you don't like them kind of girls. And so that's, that's who I am. I'm the girl in arm wrestles, you know, anybody, you know. And so, uh, you know, that's really what it was. It happens pretty much everywhere I go. And, uh, you wow. know, yeah. And, and they will challenge the person that has that, who's a watchman, who has that level of authority, spiritually speaking. And so um, I'm doing mostly fighting to preserve my integrity that I didn't walk away from a fight. You understand what I'm saying? And at the same time, it'll benefit in the atmosphere where we are. And so I felt to hold that warfare down throughout the meeting, because I think, David, I prayed probably through through the whole meeting. Mostly. Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. And so it doesn't bother me to do that. I can get the tape later and find out what I missed, I guess. <laughs> but generally, that's going to stay there until I deal with it successfully. And, and get peace, you know, and, and the enemy, uh, many times he will, um, uh, try different things. Like at one time, uh, there were some ladies who were intercessors who were there and I didn't even recognize them the first couple of nights they were there. And that one night they all came and dressed in black with, they looked like a bunch of widows, you know, or something like that. And I took that as a direct challenge. From the enemy. That was a time and where we were, you know, it was just, it, um, and it seemed like that we, I mean, we were attacked on evangelism. We were yeah. attacked on 
the message that was being brought and, and, uh, there was just some real activity. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. It's like, you know, if, if it weren't your meeting, you would ask for another bag of popcorn and a Coke so you could uh, <laughs> enjoy, yeah. <laughs> enjoy it. Yeah. But, uh, but, but yeah, that, that happens. And, and hopefully the situation gets better as a result of the warfare. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It, it'll, there, there oftentimes it begins, if I can stay there and do enough, there'll be enough of deposit left that people can enjoy a more peaceful atmosphere, atmosphere where you can do more of the deeper things in God. Yes. You can get people uh, physically healed. You can get people out of wheelchairs, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember uh, um, your late wife, uh, Cherie, going out during the daytime. Yes. And yes. having good success. Yes. Frank yes. was sick, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And so the, sometimes God will isolate a person in their personal faith and allow them to do some things that corporately see the stakes are higher in a corporate setting. Oh yeah. So he'll fight you harder over a congregation, a corporate setting than he will on a one-on-one. Wow. wow. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so I was very thankful and I thought to myself, well, this is going to be easy, huh? God, until the burden starts to come and then you see, you know, um, yeah. same thing happens. Uh, I, we were in Minneapolis, and, and the minute we stepped off the plane, I heard this hissing noise um, in my ear. And that's the the strong man comes out to protect his territory. Yeah. And uh, uh, he'll try to put the fear in you. See, it's it's to drain you of your authority in God and, and get you to receive, well, what's that hissing? What's that? I know exactly who it was. Uh, and I told him, I said, yeah, I'm here. I said, and yeah, I'm going to do what God told me to do. And when I'm ready to leave, I'll leave. But I'm not getting on a plane and turning around now. It's not going to happen. Wow. Yeah. And so you just stay in there and you do those things. That was kind of a tough city. We would we we went into a restaurant and the waitress was so upset. She just she just she gave us the menu and said, just order what you want. And she forgot to collect the money after they brought us the food. Well, just leave, you know, and it just. It's it's like that. And so those are the things that sometimes you know you're in the right place and just do what God tells you to do. Um, We found out there was a lot of religion there. Um, I won't tell you whose meeting it was. If I did, you know exactly who it was. But it was a prophet. And that person was being persecuted and challenged a great deal by the religious atmosphere over that city. And uh we were able to do some things that, that caused the meetings to turn around and get better, I felt, you know. Um yeah. and, and that's why you go. I you know, I'd love to go and take nice clothes and just go to somebody's conference and enjoy myself. <laughs> you, know, but, you know, you gotta you gotta uh put your as I say, put your do rag on your head and roll your sleeves up and fight like crazy, you know, to, to get, but it, it's not that hard to do. It's, you know, it's, it's not with the anointing. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for discernment and understanding. I remember, I remember in, uh, it must've been 2003 because it was the same year that Kenneth Hagan had passed away, which I remember that year was 2003. If you'll remember, we were doing the meeting in, uh, in, uh, 
Southfield, Dearborn, where, uh, in, in, in Detroit, we were in that hotel and we were the only place on the Atlantic seaboard that had electricity. Uh, you you were there. Yeah. yeah. I was preaching at that meeting. Okay. And all the, all the power from Toronto, what, <laughs> down to DC, I think had gotten knocked out. And in fact, Kenneth Hagan was doing a, a crusade in Toronto in a, you know, in a, like a civic center. The power went out at the civic center. So they moved to a friend of mine's church. That was the last uh, meeting that Kenneth Hagan preached on this earth wow. was in that church building after the power went out in the civic center. Well, well, I was with you when we were at, uh, what was the name of that hotel? I don't remember. It was across the street from the Ford Museum. Right. Yeah. We've, we've shut down so many of them. I'm trying to think. <laughs> I remember the. The Van Dyke Park. Van Dyke Park Hotel. Van Dyke That's Park. Right. That was it. Yeah. So yeah, the uh, the worldwide headquarters for Ford was was General yeah, Motors right across. The yeah. While we're there, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. just was impressed by the fact that you know you kept saying we're going to have power. You know. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I've heard that from Pentecostal people my whole life. We're going to have power. But anyway, I mean, you had literal like. Electric power. Yeah, right. And, and it was amazing. The and the cooking and we just went on and it was funny because we, I remember asking the hotel, I was so interested. Why do we have power? And he right. said, I don't know. It's a fluke. Like we're, we're on some separate circuit or something. And the whole rest of Detroit was out. You know, it was just crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the the thing of it is, I just have always, to be honest with you, we've had to fight over everything so much. Yeah. It's just in me to not, I mean, to me, it's a matter of principle. You know, if you let whatever's going on be your norm, then you lose something. Yeah. And so, uh but we were almost as surprised. I just felt that, that God wanted us to have the meeting. I was, yeah. I was very... I fought over the conferences just period, you know, to have them, to have them and where he said to have them, all of those things. And so it was just kind of second nature for me to declare those things. Um, and, and see, I'm, we kept saying there's light in Goshen, which is Goshen. We got light in Goshen. Nobody else got light. We got light. Yeah. And, uh, and the, the workers there were convinced. They said, we know you know God. See, it's always a witness and a testimony. They they were totally impressed, and they didn't go home. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they. I was impressed too with God, but they didn't go home. They didn't do anything. They just stayed at that hotel the whole time because there was why go home? There's there's nothing, you know, to go home for. Yeah. And so yeah, that was miraculous. That definitely was miraculous. Yeah, yeah. And I can remember God kept certain people. Were you in the meeting when we prayed for it? Because I yeah. think we came, yeah, we came down early for prayer. And I noticed around the room, some of the people that were working the meeting weren't there. Yeah. And I knew that was God's design because sometimes things are so, so important to have everybody on one accord. Yeah. That people who are not on that accord don't show right. up because I always watch who shows up when God really wants to do something. And yeah. I just always feel like those are the people that God needs to have there, that, that their faith will add to and not take away. 
you know, so. Well, you've yeah. got a kindred, uh, a kindred sister here in Scarlet because she has done, uh, conferences for the last 25 years in hotels, uh, and, um, you know, uh, resorts and those things for getting uh-huh. come in. And it's always a fight, isn't always. it? Always. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, you know, hopefully today we can encourage others who are doing meetings. You know, when it gets hard, it's okay. Yeah. Because the devil will try to, uh, I mean, every everything, weather, sickness, um, like y'all said, electrical problems, um, people, you know, who are supposed to sing or play or, you know, there, something happens with a family member right before the meeting. And, yeah. you know, we had several people we were uh, asking to come to this last meeting that got COVID, but they got over it right before That's the right. meeting. So, yeah. Isn't that wonderful? wonderful? Antibodies, right? Now, yeah, they're, they're the good <laughs> so, ones. Uh. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is so good. But, yeah, it's about taking the gospel. Yeah, it's about taking the gospel where God says to take it. Yeah. And so you can see why sometimes churches just stay in their four walls. Yeah. Because it's tough out there where the world is. I mean, there's always, golden oppor- there's always golden opportunity to cancel. Oh yeah. Yes. Before, like maybe we should just not do this. You know? Right. Yep. Absolutely. I don't know. Or Sister Barbara, you ever tempted to just not do it? <laughs> you know what? I never have been. Well, I, cool. I never have been. It was just like, where's the trouble? That's where's the trouble? That's where my meeting is. You know, it's not tough enough to. Or this is too easy. You know, you get suspicious when it's too easy. Yeah. Are you in the right place? That's what's going to happen. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's, as you can see, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun for me. Um, And, but you know, that's the anointing. If you're, if you're called and anointed to do something, it's going to be fun for you, even though uh, there are challenges. Um, and, and we get to see the results of God. You get to see it as it actually happened in the Bible. And, and that's really the best part, I think, you know, is it just, you know, and being consistent, uh, yeah. being faithful, showing God you really love him through obeying him, feeding the sheep, doing what he tells you to do. And uh, that's been the blessing for me. It, I wouldn't trade this life for anything. Right. Us, us either. Right? Uh, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we appreciate so much your time and sharing Thank with you. us. Now, how can people get in touch with your ministry and get maybe even get that prayer guide that you were talking about? How can they get that? Yeah, I'm at uh, ministryofthewatchman.com. Hopefully, Shannon popped it up there. Um, on the screen. So good. Yeah, it's on the screen. Um, we have... Uh, I've written probably about, I know over a dozen books, maybe 15 or so, uh, many books on healing, uh, some devotionals, of course, our master prayer manual, and my story of the testimony uh, about being called to the prophet's ministry. Um, and uh, uh, we, we, we consider ourselves the keepers of the Lord's lighthouse. So as long as we, we do our prayers, there's always light for God's people. Uh, to be guided by, um, she has my Facebook up there too. We're on Ministry sure. of the Watchman on Facebook. And, um, yeah, so, so we're available and, you know, uh, write me, call me, whatever, you know, just get in yeah. touch with us. And, and I endeavor to, um, you know, speak to people if they have questions about many people feel called to the prophet's office. 
Um, and you don't hear that term used very much, do you? What do we hear? We hear prophetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you know you're called to the office, you tell people you're called to the office of prophet. Amen. And there's evidence there to, to validate and verify that calling. And so there are a lot of people that prophesy, you know, Moses, that was his prayer. He wanted everybody to prophesy. So we're in that age where, where God will give his words of utterance to any, the sons and the daughters of God will prophesy, but not everybody's called to stand in that office, you know, so, you know, women are called to, um, I know we're beyond that. That was never my, my battle. So I don't really preach on that or, or talk to it, but there are still people who feel that there's certain places for men and certain places for women even though there's no male or female in Christ. Right. He'll use whoever he, he uses yielded vessels, available vessels. He'll supply the, the molding, the shaping. Uh, you'll definitely get your share of that. And <laughs> the anointing and the knowledge. And so we'll commit ourselves to it. He'll, he'll definitely do his part and place us where he's called us to be placed. Amen. You know, the foundation of the earth. So it's wonderful. Amen. Well, thank you so much. God yes. bless you. You're and welcome so much. Touch. I know David and I've talked about having you and your some of your ministers come down and bless our church. So we're looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, we're going to make that happen. <laughs> okay. That yeah. would be wonderful. We promise not to bring any warfare. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. It'll be nice when we come. Amen. <laughs> And we'll wear dresses. <laughs> Praise God. Well, we, we love you. We yes. love all your folks. Say hi yes. to everybody that we know. And I sure will. And I'm so happy for the two of you. You oh. don't know. It just blesses me. David, I love you from, you bailed me out when I was a grieving widow and, and oh. helped our ministry to stay together through those conferences. And I'm always so grateful. Anything I can do. I'm willing to take that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bye, man. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you for having me. All righty. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye bye. Well, we appreciate you uh, listening to the podcast today, and um, hopefully, you will get some materials from uh, Dr. Barbara Williams and let her bless you further in your Christian walk and inspire you as a woman to go forward. And we're looking forward to next time together. So uh, be with us for exciting uh, women to come. Amen. Amen. Thank you, David. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> I like hanging out with women. <laughs> God bless you. Bye-bye. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can uh, give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So, uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.